Hello everyone, welcome back to the Anthony podcast and today I'm joined by Brooke, Jade, Lou Alice. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing today, Brooke? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm I, like I just said I've got a bit of a toothache, but other than that, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm alright. It's been it's been one of them days to be honest. I'm alright. We all have them, like we all have them, and it's like towards the end of the day now, so that means that tomorrow is closer and it'll be a better day. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 uh, so the reason that you came over my radar is because you did an interview with my friend Don Smith. So, so, so I don't saw that. After I saw that, I thought, I need, I need to get you on, so, so for the people that don't know, you, you, are, you, are, you are in a podcast called Disabled and, Disabled and Proud, Disabled and Proud, but would you, would you mind me asking, what, what is your disability? So I don't have a right, like, forearm. They call it a congenital limb difference, but I didn't actually know that that was what it was called until, like, last year. So I always used to just say that I was born without a hand, and and, and that was it, really. Um, Yeah, that's, like, that's my disability of congenital limb difference. So, so, what, what, so obviously... Obviously, you knew you knew from the you knew from the time you were born that you were different. But what age did you start to appreciate appreciate it? Obviously, when you when you're young, you can you can be quite uh, you can be quite envious of of able-bodied people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been really confident in my disability and that's not to say that I haven't had days where I've been like oh like it would be nice to experience what it would be like to have two hands but even when I was really little like I remember doing gymnastics um when I was really really little and I used to want to have leotards that would show off my arm so that I would be like I'm like I've always been very proud of being like not looking like everybody else um and so I don't really think I've ever, I've ever really looked around the like general population and been like, oh, I'm I'm envious or like I wish I was like that. But I think I didn't. I think I started to notice when people started to look at, at me differently. And I swam a lot when I was younger. Like I was really heading places, like in swimming in terms of like the Paralympics, and that was like going to be like my career path at one point. And I don't think I really realised until I was swimming competitively and that people were staring at me and I wasn't swimming in like a power setting. I was I was, I was swimming in like a like a non-disabled setting. So everybody there had two arms and two legs. Yeah. And that's that's when I think I was like, oh, like maybe I am like maybe I am different and like this is a thing. And I think when it's when your disability is physical, like you can see it you know that you're not like average Joe Bloggs or, you know, what the media portrays as average Joe Bloggs. And I think you kind of pick up on that quite quickly. But whether or not you recognise it, I think it's a different matter. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. So, wait, so what, so when, with it, when, with it, when did you decide, oh, I'm going to get into fitness and I'm going to make that a part of my... What well my life journey, you know what I mean? So I've always I've always been really like heavily into sports from like a really young age. So when I was really little, like I did gymnastics and trampolining and like my parents would always take me to like different clubs. And then as I got a bit older and like the schools that I went to, like you would you would play a sport for an entire term. So it would be like hockey and then netball and then rounders or athletics and I got really into playing hockey um I played for county and then I ended up 
carrying on my hockey career all the way up until I was at uni until my third year at uni and I, I love hockey I've got a real I've got a real soft spot for the game um and I was all like, I've always been involved in some form of fitness um just because I, like, I love it like I love sports I love the sport mentality I love the competitiveness of it and then when I got out of uni I was kind of looking for something to because like at that time you know like you're finding your feet in the world and like you're trying to figure out like what life is without not being at uni like you're no longer a student you're no longer in education and I didn't have like a sporting outlet so like I didn't have a sports team or I didn't have like a club and I was kind of like going to the gym and like the gym's fine but I really like the social aspect of sports as well like I like that you get to meet people and like it's quite like-minded people and and I ended up finding CrossFit kind of by accident and like ended up really falling in love with it and I've been doing CrossFit now for I think I've literally just had like my two-year anniversary of my first ever class and and that I now can't imagine my life without it because it's such an integral part of my life. Is it is it do you know the term adaptive athlete? When did you start using that term? So for me, I think I knew about being an adaptive athlete before I went into CrossFit. So I knew that like adaptive athletes in terms of CrossFit were up and coming. And I thought, because I was looking for like a new sport and a bit of a new challenge in terms of like, my fitness, and I hadn't really seen too much about it, I decided that it would probably be like the best time to to jump in on it and like get involved because adaptive athletes were only brought to the CrossFit games, which is like the, like it's the big stage really were only brought in, in like 2021. So this is only the second year that they've had adaptive athletes like participating in the big games. And I thought, why, like, why not jump in at this point in time? Like it's still relatively new. Maybe if I got good, I could make a bit of a stamp on it. Or even if I didn't, maybe I'd still be able to help someone out who who looks like me, who wants to get into fitness. Maybe like by sharing what I do, it would make other people inspired to, to do it themselves. Or it would help someone like me be like, oh, so that's how you do this movement. Or that's how you hang off a rig. Or that's how you move a barbell. And that's kind of how I got into it. Because I knew that there'll be, there'll be so much scope for goodness with it. And also like, I just love like running around. It's like adult PE. <laughs> uh, so, so we 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 always very active in that sense. Like in terms, of, like you always have to be, you always have to be doing something. Yeah, I always have to have like some form of an outlet because I'm, I think a lot, and like my brain goes at like a hundred miles an hour all the time, and there's rarely like a time where I can stop that. And it tends to be if I'm in like a sporting situation, it like my brain switches off and I'm like focused on what I'm doing in terms of like whether it be hockey or whether it be netball or whether it be CrossFit. It's a time where I can almost just like shut everything out, focus on my fitness. If I feel like I'm going to pass out, then that's like perfect because I know that I've like I'm not thinking about anything else other than my breathing. <laughs> so like it's good for me. So, uh, when. Apologies when you do play hockey or any any sport like that. Are you are you are you one of them people that just like to take part, or are you one of them people that always have to try to win? If you know what I mean. Oh, that's a really interesting one. So, like, I when I was younger, I used to be very much like play to win, and like when our hockey team didn't win, I'd be really upset, and I'd be like, for goodness' sake, like. We could have done better. But as I've got older, I'm very much more like, yeah, have, like, yeah, have like I want to be here to have a good time. And and like I think a like a really great phrase that I use a lot of the time is like, I'm here for a good time, not necessarily a long time. So like I might as well have fun whilst I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know the you know the term adaptive athlete, yeah. Uh, I I didn't I didn't hear it till I till I what your interview with Dom with Dom so yeah so I I did I did I did always been a 
Carmen, or is it like a new term that just been that just been created, or has it always been a term? I think so. From what I know of it, adaptive athlete has has kind of is quite a new thing. It's not so like I personally wouldn't call like Paralympians or people who do you know like disability sport. I wouldn't necessarily call them adaptive athletes. I but the term is evolving, but it is pretty pretty brand new in terms of its its start and I think that's quite exciting because it kind of means it could evolve into anything and that's yeah. that's an exciting place to be yeah. so I because obviously I I have cerebral palsy so do you know when you were do you know when you were getting into sports yet we Sometimes, sometimes parents with children with disabilities, it can be a bit over, overprotective sometimes. <laughs> uh, your parents? Oh, my parents are not like that at all. My parents are very much like chuck you in the deep end and if you drown, it's your own fault. You should have started swimming sooner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got something like the best way to be can. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't wrap them up in cotton wool forever. Exactly. And my parents have like always, always been like that. Like, don't get me wrong, they're my biggest champions, but they're also the people that will push me the most to do. Like, if I want to try something new, they'll be like, you have to do it. You've got to give it a try. Because if you don't, like, you'll never know. And they're, they're so great at that. Like, I've never, I've never been um, like wrapped in cotton wool. Like I've never had that. I've always had parents that have been like, "Do it, and if you're gonna do it, do it. Like give it your all. You, you kind of can't half ass something. You've got to like full ass it. You know." <laughs> yeah. So you know, did you know your mentality when it comes to when it comes to fitness and playing sport? Yeah. Do you try and carry that mentality with you throughout your life? Yeah, I think so. Well, I like to think so. I think, like, I'm naturally quite tenacious anyway. And it's very rare that if I set my mind on a goal, I, I, I want to achieve it and I'll do everything in my power to do it. And I think that's probably like the sport, what, sportswoman in me is very much like that as well. Like, I will go after what I want. And like, I'm, I won't really back down. Like I'm a bit like a Rottweiler when it comes to things that I think about that I want and like I want to achieve. So yeah, I think I probably have taken that with me and crossed it over into my life. And you know, it's it served me really well in some cases, and sometimes it hasn't. But like you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. So so moving on to your podcast, disabled yeah. upright. So what? So first of all, did you watch? Did you did you listen or watch many many disabled podcasts before? And what inspired you to start your own? So I, so it was really interesting. It all came about because there was a government consensus, and a question that was asked on this government consensus was something along the lines of, "Would you agree or disagree that?" that you would get into a relationship with someone with a physical disability and it was like a general population consensus and it was the, the way that you answered was through a tick box right and it was like agree disagree and then like all the every bits in between like strongly disagree strongly agree neutral that kind of thing yeah and I remember seeing it and being absolutely mortified by it because I thought how can someone ask that question to complete random person because disability as we both know is a complete umbrella term there was no specifics there was nothing it was just would you get into a relationship with someone with a dis like a physical disability and I went on a bit of a rant on my Instagram about it being like I think this is disgusting like you know nothing about the disability how can you make that judgment call you're completely taking away any merit that that person may have you're literally putting it straight down to their disability and if that's the kind of person you are then you're probably not a very nice person and you need to go and check yourself and the more I started like thinking and speaking about it the more I realized I had quite a lot to say and as I got more involved 
talking about disability I, I realized that being confident in your disability wasn't like it wasn't a given for everyone and and I didn't realize that because I thought it was I thought that every single disabled person was like me and loved their disability and and was very secure in it and was very happy in it and the more that I realized that that wasn't the case I really wanted to share stories of of different disabled people and, and their journey and how you can be disabled and be very proud of that disability and you know being disabled is this like it can be so um, incredible and so magical and at the same time like you don't have to always enjoy it you can it can be one of the most annoying things in your life but ultimately you can be proud to be disabled and I didn't feel like there was a space that had that and kind of got to the point where I was like if it doesn't exist I think I might just create it myself <laughs> why 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 do you why do you think why do you think some people own own that own those that are disabilities? Do you think it's just a society thing and the way society betrays certain disabilities sometimes? I think society has a lot to answer for in terms of how we view disability. I mean like obviously we have like the medical model of disability and we have the social model of disability and I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about those, but the way that disability is portrayed in the media like it's not it's not really there and if it is it's a very very slim representation of what disability actually is and it's it's sad because you know there's so much going on underneath this like undercurrent of the term disability and and what disabilities are and and who's disabled and whether it's physical or whether you know it's non-physical or there's so much going on around it and we're not given that chance to see it and like I look back at my childhood and I never saw someone who looked like me on tv I never saw someone who looked like me in a magazine I never saw someone who looked like me in a film I've never seen like a character that looks like me as a love interest I've never seen a character that looks like me as like a as anything other than like a villain and I think you know, the way that that's portrayed is it's so, like, it's so bad for disabled yeah. people. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's you know, it's not fair. So if I can, like, show a little bit of good representation and diverse representation, then I feel like I've maybe I've done a good thing for people. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 completely, I completely agree that. Not directly about me, yeah, but this, but... But that's what I try and do either with this yeah. podcast or my YouTube channel as a whole to show people that people with disabilities do enjoy sports or do enjoy films or yeah. whatever I want to talk about at the time. But but you think because of the Paralympics, and obviously I'm not trying to take anything away from the athletes that compete, but you think. Because because a lot of people, the only time they they they're made aware of disabilities or a lot from the Paralympics. And so do you think can they see all these disabled people doing doing sport? Yeah. Do you think they do you think they develop? Uh, do you think they develop a stigma that or did that? All disabled people, all disabled people can do sports. I think it's a really interesting one because, and like I've said it before, um, is that sometimes it feels like the disabled community is kind of split into like one camp of Paralympics on like this side, and then if you're not in the Paralympics or you're not able to do like Paralympic sport it's immediately pity and there's like there's nowhere to exist in the in-between so it's either you're a Paralympian and you're an absolute hero and what you can do is incredible and I'm not taking away from any Paralympian because I think you know the dedication that they give their lives to their sport is unbelievable but if you're not a Paralympian you're 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 immediately pitied you're on you're in the other like you're in the other camp like you life must be so difficult for you because you can't do this and life must be so hard for you because the world is not built for you and and there's not really like a space in between for disabled people to just 
just be disabled and like be so fine with that in in the perfect world yeah every everybody would be treated like exactly human beings but obviously the world isn't perfect and things definitely need to change in period in society that, that's another that's another topic for another day yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a topic that I could go on for a really long time about <laughs> anyway back to, back to your podcast so did you ever consider thinking obviously obviously you do interviews but did you ever consider bringing in and and I did you ever consider bringing in like a co-host like like maybe get a different perspective like a some things that you, you might not think about. Well, you know what I mean? So I I really like having conversations with people. And I always, the way that it was always set up in my head was to always be like a conversation between two disabled people just, just talking about perspective of disability. And, and what I love about my podcast is that everybody who comes on has a completely different disability. And like, some people have the same disability on paper, but the way that they relate to it and the way they talk about it and the way that it's affected their life are completely different. And I learn so much from every single person that I speak to about disability because, you know, like I've said more times in this like conversation is that disabilities are all so different and so individual. And it's so lovely to be able, I feel really, really lucky that I'm able to like facilitate that conversation for people because sometimes... Uh people haven't spoken about their disability like that before and yeah I just I, I always thought that it would just be a really lovely conversation to have amongst different people and I just love it <laughs> no, 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 I, I didn't I didn't want to copy that while you were talking Oh, no worries. It's always so awkward, isn't it? Because I've had it before. I've been like, <laughs> and I'm like, cho- I'm like choking on my own spit. I'm not choking on anything. I'm trying to be really discreet about it. And then you end up having to be like, I'm really sorry. I need to call. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, 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 assume, I assume you never really did any, any interviewing before you started your podcast. So how did you find that interviewing people? I've always I've always loved talking to people like I love I like I'm that person that will strike up a conversation with you on the bus whether you like it or not (laughs) I love finding out about people so I've always like I think I've always been quite a natural talker like I'm I'm quite a natural like I, I love talking to people and I don't find it difficult so when the idea for a podcast came around I got really excited by it because I was like oh think about all the people that I could speak to like more people to speak to the merrier for me because I just love having a chat. <laughs> like... yeah. I I understand that, but I but when I first started interviewing you, it took me it took me a while to match like you know know when to come in and know when to let the person speak and they want and they want some sort of role and things like that. So was that difficult for you or not really? I remember the first interview I did and it was it was actually with Dom. Um, big love to Dom. He's like one of the most incredible people. And I remember I messaged him being like, by the way, just like, you know, you're my first person that I'm going to interview and um, I need you to be really patient with me and, and also honest at the same time. And um, I remember doing it. And then afterwards, I remember being like, oh, like I, I really enjoyed doing that. and And it was nice because obviously like Dom's a great guy but he was also like yeah like you you kind of have the rubrics there to do it you just need to just develop your skills a little bit bit more and you'll be absolutely fine and what I what I learned from my first couple of episodes of the podcast is is interview your friends first interview people that you know before you interview people that you don't necessarily know so I was quite lucky I got to interview like a, a good few of my friends before I interviewed somebody that I didn't know and then after the first time you interview someone you don't know, it, it gets a lot easier and like <laughs> you understand where the conversation goes. I wish, I wish, 
I wish I had that advice because my first interview yeah, was with 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 not with with was with a sports a sports broadcaster yeah, and it was not a bad interview but when I first started yeah because obviously when I get nervous because of my speech because of my speech pattern, sometimes I can I can get a bit rambling so mm -hmm. as you can imagine my first interview. You can barely understand what well, I feel like. You can barely, you can barely understand what I'm saying because I'm so kind of keep, You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I had that advice. <laughs> I was. I can't remember. I can't remember who said it to me, but they were like, "Just talk to your friends first. Like, make sure that you can hold like a structured conversation with your friends, and you'll be fine." And I was at first, I was a bit like, "Yeah, like." I can hold a structured conversation with my friends. Like, I don't really know what you're on about. And then I had one and I was like, oh, like interviewing is a bit different. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a chat. Like at the end of the day, like we're just having a chat and it's lovely. But like there is like structure to it and you almost need to learn the skills of like tying in your structure to the chat. And that's something I think you just get the more you practice. Yeah, obviously with you, obviously with you, it just... It just nice and relaxed but with certain people obviously obviously you have to make sure you make sure you because I find when I'm preparing for an interview I have certain I have certain points that I want to hit in a certain time period because I don't want to spend yeah. all day if you know what I mean that's always <laughs> that's always difficult yeah I think I think always knowing like what you would like to to ask and and, and I like I can't find a better phrase but almost like what you want to get out of the interview at the end like if you go into the interview with that in mind somehow you can kind of extrapolate that um and that's always something that I find like like no matter who I who I talk to I'm always like oh like for example I'd be like I wonder what their favorite ice cream flavor is and like I think about it and then I'm like I need to ask them and like, I end up getting it out of the interview anyway, and I'm like, oh yeah, like mission complete. <laughs> so, so obviously, when you interview, one of, one of the key things is being able to listen to people. Yeah. So, is that a skill you've had to develop over time, or have you always been a good listener? Okay, so that's half and half for me because I love, I love listening to people's stories, but I also love like jumping in and like almost having like a two-way conversation so I've kind of learned how to take a step back and be a bit more of an active listener and not necessarily like dive in and be like oh my god like yeah like I understand what you're saying <laughs> and just kind of learn to be like okay and how and how is that for you rather than like almost getting too excited about the conversation because I'm I'm a bit like a puppy like I just love having conversations and I get really excited when I get to talk to different people about different things <laughs> So, you know, you tell your, you know, I assume you tell your friend what you do, what you do. So, what was their reaction when they, when you told them that you that you went into people with disability? Would they believe, it or were they like, you not you? I don't, I don't believe that. Absolutely none of them were shocked. All of them were like, okay, like about time, like come on. <laughs> Did it give you a better because obviously when you see people interviewing people, you just just naturally you might go, why didn't why didn't they ask why didn't they ask the question? Why didn't they ask that question? So since you've started interviewing have you developed an appreciation for, in for the way people interview people? Yeah, I love. I I what I also love is listening to other podcasts to hear how other people interview. And I think now that I interview as part of my podcast, what well, like that's the whole premise of the podcast. It's an interview, right? I now listen to, for for like other interview techniques and like I listen to when people are pausing and I listen to to the, how the questions are being asked as well and like I like some people are just some people with big podcasts I'm always a bit like I don't understand how your podcast is so big because that was a really badly answered like asked question and then others I'm like wow like 
that was a great way to ask that question and I think there's such a skill to be a good interviewer and I'm I like I just want to like hone that in even more <laughs> so uh I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to work this in my mind so when 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 you were I assume when you were growing up you had I assume when you were growing up it was nah I'm gone yeah yeah I know what I'm gonna say so <laughs> But so I I really difficult for you to form with a genuine relationship either with friends or 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 love partners or anything like that. Um, not really for me. I'm quite like an upfront person, and like I like to think that I'm quite like. Can I swear? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. We did read the course. <laughs> so like I quite like to think like I'm a no bullshit person and it's like if you like me you like me and if you don't then that's like your problem not mine and so like and I think maybe part of that is also come from the fact that I've got a disability it's it's very much like if you if, a, if you like me you like me if you don't you don't and like that's your problem it's not mine and that's how I've always been most disability well, if you don't like me because I have got a disability that's absolutely your problem and not mine and, and so I'm quite like I'm quite up front and like I don't like faff and I don't like bullshit like I'm I've, I really struggle with like unnecessary faff and unnecessary like being around the bush and so like my friends and my friends and then my close friends for a reason because they're probably pretty similar to me and when it comes to like romantic partners the, the guys that I tend to go for are kind of the same as well which is good I don't tend to like faff about <laughs> I I do I completely I completely agree like because because like, at, at the end of the day at the end of the day it's it's not gonna affect my life if you if you if you don't feel comfortable being my friend all it will yeah. do all it will do is make your life feel worse. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not my fault that you feel uncomfortable that I can't clap my hands. It's not my problem. Like. <laughs> The reason why I, I act that is because 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 sometimes people are friends that they have been friends for all of their lives, yeah. But as, as soon as they get to the age they become aware of the person's disability, it can, it can sometimes ruin friendships. And I just find that really weird. Like, could could even you were friends with somebody from my childhood? You would still be friends with as I don't but I guess that's the way people trying to work. I also think like coming back to the media thing, I think because you know, disability is not necessarily portrayed in like the best light in the media, like and I'm not talking about like right here, right now, I'm talking about, you know, like a couple of years ago, like when I was a youngster and, and probably the same for you, is that disability wasn't represented in the media right so when someone who's disabled comes along into you know like the non-disabled person's life they don't know how to handle it they have never seen this before they don't know how to act and when we don't know how to act around something or we 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 like you know I don't want to say we fear it because I think that's a really loaded statement but when we don't know we kind of just avoid you know like people just avoid at all costs because they don't know how to handle it or they don't know what to do Mm. And and especially when like you're young and impressionable and you don't always know what's right and what's wrong. Like I think about me at 13 and I was an absolute shithead. <laughs> like, mm. You know, so like no wonder kids can can really struggle with it. Like I absolutely can understand why kids struggle with it because at that age, like you're so young, you're so impressionable. And like, you know, if you if someone tells you the sky is pink and you want to look cool, you'd be like, yeah, the sky is pink. It's not. It's blue, <laughs> and and I find sometimes I I obviously you would not experience this, but I I well I imagine you would not have but but when but when you start knowing like the places and obviously because I'm in a wheelchair it can be quite difficult it can be it become it can be quite awkward sometimes because obviously from from. When I was when I was younger, I used to feel I used to feel bad because I, I felt like I I was 
I I was holding me I was holding everybody back. But as I got older, I I I just realised I got I can't change where where I'm. Yeah, and I think that's really like you can't change who you are, and like you're with yourself. Like the relationship that you have with yourself is the longest one that you're gonna have for your life. So you might as well make it a nice one. Like. Do you think it's a balance between knowing your disability and not and not not using it as not using it as a crutch? Because there's plenty of people that do use their disability as a crutch that could be doing that could be doing more. You know what I mean? I think it's such it's such an interesting one because disability affects everybody completely differently. Like as I said, you could have two people with the same you know disability on paper and how they refer to it and how it's affected their life is completely different and so I think kind of accepting your disability to the best of your own ability to accept it and that's completely different for everyone I think as soon as you know you you accept that you're disabled and and that's the part of the community that you're a part of and like you, you make friends in that community, whether it be online or in person. I think just your your life will just it's just ten times better because you're not you know you're not denying yourself of anything. And and actually, the disabled community is freaking awesome. Like some of the people I've met have become such good friends, and like it's incredible to have a group of people that I can talk to about certain things and I don't have to explain as to why it might be a bit difficult or like why it's a bit annoying or like I don't have to explain the concept of ableism to some of my friends and I'm like oh it's such a relief I can just have a bit of a rant and be like this is really ableist and it's so shit and it's rubbish but I'm gonna change it and we're gonna do something about it and my friends be like yeah I completely understand I am with you 100% whereas sometimes you know friends who aren't necessarily disabled they're like I don't really get it and you're like okay like I know you don't get it just know that it annoys me <laughs> look I, I like like, like in that situation sometimes sometimes you just need to be able to listen to the person and even if and even if you don't even if you don't fully understand appreciate like that it is something that they're dealing with and yeah. Good yeah and that's where like being a good listener like comes into comes into play <laughs> like like in society not you're not always going to be able to relate to every single issue but along along as you listen to people and what and what their experience is like and if the word is the right word empathize yeah as long as you can empathize with them then that's all you can do yeah exactly and that's that's what's so lovely about having a community of people who are like you and I mean like like you in terms of like they're also disabled they will get your disabled gripes and that is incredible and then it's also great having friends who who are you know non-disabled because they'll understand things that you know everybody else goes through and that's that's what's really beautiful about it all do you think do you think Having a disability or just having any form of difference can can help can help why not can help you I don't want to say understand but help you to empathize with other situations. I think so. I think because you like you know naturally as a disabled person like like you're not necessarily seen and you're not necessarily heard all the time, and I think that that means that you're your level of empathy is is almost like innately higher whether you think it is or not like you understand a lot more than I think I think I understand a lot more about marginalized communities because I'm part of one than had had I not been part of one and I think you know a lot of people say like on the podcast one of the questions is do you think that you've 
you know gain some understanding or awareness of yourself because you because you are disabled and and a lot of people do say yeah I'm a lot more empathetic or like yeah like I've got really good empathy so I would agree with that statement I think it does make you more empathetic for sure Physically, yeah, I can't really do very much. Like, obviously, I can do certain things, things from the actually moving around and actually being able to physically do stuff. I'm quite limited, as I said. Mm-hmm. But I think that gave me the motivation to really educate myself in life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, I think it's I think it's really beautiful the way that you know and this this is absolutely not for all disabled people at all but I think it's really beautiful when people with a disability like they do want to educate everyone else around them because actually and and this is very much how I feel like if I get to speak about these things and it benefits like one person then I've kind of done my job like I've done something good and like that makes me really happy. I and if I need I need for a chance somebody somebody that is somebody that is somebody that is able bodied or what what however you want to word it, find your podcast and then listen to an interview it can open it can open their eyes to disability period can it? So that's the way it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, and like that's like I always say, like if the podcast helps one person, then it's done its job. Like it's completely done its job because, be, like having pride in your disability, like you can. There are some days where you can wake up and you can hate it, and like yeah, you can wake up and be like, oh, for goodness' sake, not again. Or, but actually knowing that you you can you can be proud of that as well, and and you can be proud of being disabled because there's so much fight like in, in terms of like historical his, like history there's so much fight that comes along with disability and, and like knowing that you're standing on the shoulders of other giants before you like other disabled giants before you like that's amazing like there were trailblazers before us and now we get to carry that on for someone else and and if someone's benefited by that then that's incredible isn't it like someone listening to this podcast might see the two of us being like oh my gosh two disabled people who are who've got completely different disabilities it affects both of them completely differently and like look at how they're chatting about disability and how actually like it's amazing and like that may change their perspective on disability would that not be like the most incredible thing to come out of this chat yeah what the one thing i do want to say to what we were talking about earlier i want to say that I don't that I don't think that I don't think it's right to compare to compare your to compare your to compare your life problems to other people because obviously obviously yeah. everybody has a no I'm and I'm not giving the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it got it got it. So I I don't think it's fair to come to always compare your problems to other people because obviously it depends it depends how your it depends what the situation what what the situation is the board stuff. Yeah. And not 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 every not every injust not every injustice injustice you can do. You can prove you can view from the same from the same lens because they're completely they're completely yeah. different. Yeah. I would like completely agree because it's it's all completely different. For every single person it's completely individual. Every, yeah. like everything about it is completely individual. It's down to that person and how they see the world and how how their view of the world has been shaped through their lives. Yeah, like, like I, 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 I imagine. Well, I don't, I, I don't imagine. We, 
well, like for me, for example, people might look at my life and say, I've had a quite, quite a privileged, quite a privileged life going comparison to some people. So I never want, I never want to paint the picture like my problems are as important as other people's. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, it does completely. So, so as we as we start wrapping it up, so who has who has been your favorite? Pardon me, who has been your favorite chat so far? I've loved them all. Like I, I, I genuinely don't have like a standout interview. I think maybe the ones that I've learned the most from are people who have gone on to become really good friends of mine. And if it wasn't for those interviews, then we would never have become friends. And those are the ones that I'm like the most grateful for because at the like I've I've developed some really like incredible friendships from it and. I just feel like every every single time someone says yes to being on the podcast, I feel just incredibly lucky that I get to hear their story and and that I get to sit down with them for you know, like you know forty five minutes to an hour to half an hour and like just get to know about their world and how it works. And I feel really really privileged and really lucky that I get to do that. And so yeah, I learn I learn so much from all of them. I just I don't. I don't have a favourite one. <laughs> so, but, like, hang on one minute. So, 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 so for me, yeah, I, like, you know when I think about my, you know when I think about my interviews, I write, like, in my mind, yeah, I like rank them, obviously you don't have to tell us. You don't have to tell me what the order is, but do you rank do you rank them in your mind based off of your interviewing interviewing in that in that particular interview or do you just let do you just say they are what they are? Oh, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I I tend to after I've done an interview, I tend not to listen back to it. Because I think What's been said in the interview has been said and I can't change it. (laughs) I can't go back and wave a magic wand and and change the interview if I didn't necessarily love it at the time. Or, you know, I can't, like, repeat something. Um, So I kind of, like, let them be once they're done. And and I don't tend to listen to them until they're published um, as, like, as an episode. So, yeah, I kind of just let them be. And I try not to think too much about, like what I've said in interviews because I think if I did I'd, I'd probably get myself quite caught up <laughs> and I'd have been I'd have been in to be that really you did and you'd be like and you'd be like oh shit, oh shit. that was really deep quite yeah yeah I can like I think I, I one comes to mind where I was like oh wow and this person had never spoken really about their disability before and then, like afterwards, they messaged me and was like, "So it turns out I've been through quite a lot, and I didn't necessarily realise it until I was on your podcast." And I was like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> I I I do that sometimes. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very rare occasion people ask me for interview. Sometimes I would say, sometimes I would say, I would say stuff, and then when I when I want you back, I'm like. Oh, oh, that that person that's probably really deep. Like for me, just to be hurt myself. When when I was born, when I was born, I was supposed to be non-verbal. When I say but when I say that in interviews, I forget how deep that is. Yeah, yeah, and I think. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think, you know, as disabled people, there's like a level of understanding that you have and you're like, yeah, like, yeah, like, well done or like, cool. And other people will be like, oh, my goodness, like, I can't believe you just said that. Whereas other today we were like, yeah, like, well done you, like, you smashed it. And then other people are like, oh, my goodness, like, how are you still here? And you're like, oh, it's life, like, it is what it is. <laughs> like, it's not going to change now. 
you know, you know, I, you know, you want you to open the podcasting or like the, or like the, the adaptive athlete stuff or like just did just doing sports period. Uh, do you have a do you have a uh, inspiration inspirational thing? Yeah, I yeah I get that quite a lot. Like, oh, like you're such an inspiration. Like, well done. Like, well done you for going to the gym. And I'm like, like, thank you. I am just living my life. Like, I think it's a it's a really double edged sword, isn't it? Inspiration and disability. Because I think sometimes it can like you know for example Paralympians what they do is genuinely inspiring and it's not because they're disabled it's because they give up their life and they dedicate their life to their sport and their craft and they eat breathe sleep that sport that is inspirational right yeah but like little old me going to the gym and just like doing a couple of press-ups now I'm just living my life <laughs> like I I I get I get that sometimes and no don't get me wrong. I appreciate it and I would and I would and I would say and I would say thank you because at the end at the end of the day it's gonna be taking the time to do to to, to I, I don't I, I don't wanna be that guy when some when somebody says that I'll fly up and then I'll fly up like handle because at the end of the day they just mean it in a nice way, and for a long time, I used to take it in a really bad, in a really bad way. Yeah. But I, I sometimes think I'm just talking about MMA, or I'm just talking about football, for example. Yeah. But it's really, it's really, it's really not, it's really not that big of a deal. <laughs> but I think as well, like as disabled people things for us that aren't like literally as we were just saying like you being like yeah I wasn't meant to be verbal and I'm like cool like yeah now you are like awesome for us it's like no big deal but we forget that like our reality is not other people's reality and like our world and how it works for us in terms of like our disability and how we get around things and how we do things that is not everybody else's world and so like looking on the outside in like no like yeah it is different no wonder people are like wow how do you do that and I'm like I'm buttering a piece of toast <laughs> and, and what you have to realize is that some people that I've never met never interacted with anybody with a disability that see yeah. me see me for the first time might be like oh oh you green in space and that's what that's what I've come to it. That's what I've come come to understand over the last couple of months or so. Yeah, but I think it's like it's important to say that. So, like, for me, I think sometimes people are like, "Wow, like you're inspirational because you go to the gym," or like people look at me and they're like, "If you can do it, why am I? Why can't I do it? Or why am I not doing it?" And something that I think is really important to say is that. And my disabled body and me and my disabled body were not put on this planet to make you feel inadequate about your able body. I'm here to have a good time. And if my if like if my going to the gym makes you feel inadequate, then that's a situation that you need to deal with for yourself because it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with that. But what I also would say, on the other hand. I I I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not here to be I'm not here to I'm not here to motivate you either like no at some point you have to take responsibility you have to take responsibility for your own choices. This is yeah exactly like I am not here to motivate you. I am not here for you to make you feel inadequate about your body. Like that's not what we're here to do. We're here just to live our lives. And if you find it inspiring because we're funny or we work hard, then like that's valid. I, I like to think I'm quite funny. <laughs> so, uh, that, that that reminds me. You 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 said before, yeah, that you that you don't feel comfortable making jokes like your disability. Is there any particular reason? Like, was there any particular incident that made you say, "Okay, I'm not going to do that." No, there wasn't and like I know I know exactly what video you're referring to. So I posted yeah. a video 
that said like just a heads up and an fyi like on my channels like instagram you will never see me or hear me making a joke about my disability because it sets a precedence for other people to make a joke about my disability or about disabled people and that's not fair because you don't know what someone else has gone through you don't know what their disability is like you don't know how it's affected them and I just think I also think like it's quite it can be quite below the belt but also it's not very clever like I'm someone who really enjoys like really intelligent clever humor and like to just to go straight for someone's disability I think is just a bit like Mm, like you could have tried harder like mm. Mm, you, you like yeah. that's where you're going it's like the, we're probably not going to get on yeah like yeah such a cheap shot and like I'm just not about that and I think because of my my like you know my social media being about sports and and like you know talking about my podcast and talking about disability so much is that I never want to like enable someone to feel like they can joke about disability and get it wrong because I joked about it and it's so like it's okay for me to joke about it amongst my friends it's not okay for me to joke about it on like a public platform that's like my personal I, opinion on I, the situation I, I I understand your perspective and I, and I completely respect it but 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 for me yeah Sometimes it can make, it can make me feel more comfortable to, to make us say they like they like if I if I stab if I stab if I stab me yeah I might say I I might say I I'm 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 doing my I'm doing my robot impression because it it just makes me it just makes me feel more comfortable mm -hmm. <laughs> I, understand, I understand what you were saying now and I, completely, yeah. and I completely respect that yeah well I think everybody like everybody has a completely different take on it and and whatever your take is it's fine it's, it's just not for me really like I really like really good really clever humor <laughs> Like no, I don't. I don't do it all the time. But if I'm like really stammering to make, yeah. to make me feel a bit calm, I might just say that. Just, yeah, just to ease the tension a little bit. Yeah, and I like, like I can, like I'm, I'm the exact same as you. Like I completely respect like your stance on it because I think, like everybody relates to it very differently, don't they? Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I would never, I would never go out of my way to make a joke about somebody else, because obviously that, obviously that's below the belt. And yeah. <laughs> so my last question is, where would you like, where would you like to go with your podcast? Like in terms of interviews, would you just like to go, go around do what you're doing? Would you like to get, would you like to get, go? Uh, I've spoken to a few Paralympians on the podcast um I've had Sophie Elwes she's a GB skier she's a GB para skier well, she was she's great um I've spoken yeah I've spoken to quite a few Paralympians on it and I think it's really it's the I, I just I love my podcast so much like and I know everybody says that about their own podcast, but I just, I love having conversations with people about their disability and how it's affected their life, but then about disability in general, because yes, disability is a complete umbrella term, but we all have very similar experiences with it. And like, I love finding out how it's affected other people's lives and and how it's different to mine and, and how my disability is different to theirs and and like learning about other people like I feel so I genuinely feel so privileged that I get to have these conversations and and my hope for it is that it just grows and grows and grows and it becomes like like really big and and I want to be able to give it the wings that it deserves because I think along with it there's so much scope for goodness societally and like I just I love it so much I just it's like my little baby <laughs> They, 
so obviously so would you like to, would you like to do a separate podcast where you can do a bit more of your personality I'm not saying you don't do that already but obviously it's, obviously it's very limiting when you're interviewing people and you're talking about predominantly their disability and I think you got a really interesting personality and I think people would enjoy people would enjoy your your personality. No, oh, no. thank you. <laughs> thank you. I like to think I'm interesting as well. So that's made me really happy. <laughs> um, I am. So I think I will have. I've already promised this episode to to a guest that's been on the podcast is that this person will interview me with like my style of questioning for my own podcast. So that that's like an episode that will be released, like one day maybe in the future um because I think I've had a like I had a couple of messages from people being like we want to hear more about your story and like how did you get to where you are now and and like for me my story is really boring because it's like it's it's my life right and like sometimes talking about it I feel a bit I feel a bit ridiculous if I'm being honest because I'm like yeah like it's my life and it's what I do but like I, d- I don't know I always feel a bit like oh like am I interesting enough to be interviewed like <laughs> I I I I always find I always find it very therapeutic I do when I talk about my life story I don't <laughs> maybe maybe it's because, maybe it's because it puts me it puts it into perspective for me I don't I don't know but I love telling people my story and my come on and that 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 sounds very egotistical, but I don't I don't I don't mean it in that way. Because it doesn't at all, though. I don't think it's egotistical at all. Because I think I think everybody has an interesting story. I think you just got to be able to revel in it. <laughs> because when I first started, it took me a while to get over the the online culture. If you know what I mean, because obviously people come the people come with tickets online, and this was back in twenty eleven. So as you can imagine, it was a real difficult thing for me to get over. Yeah. But eventually, eventually, I got over it. And they can, they can say whatever. They, they people can say whatever, whatever they want to me. Because I know I'm doing a good job. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, I always think at the end of the day, if you know you've done a good job on something and like you wholeheartedly believe that you did your best, then fuck the haters and also side note if you do have haters and that's probably a good thing because it means that you're standing up for something that you believe in like if you don't have haters then you're doing something wrong because you're appealing to absolutely everyone and that isn't real life and the way to be the way to be the way to be easier the way i look at it i look at it like if i wasn't doing a good job nobody would nobody would nobody would have enough passion to say to send me any hate. Yeah. But but at the time, I I was like I was very I don't want to say I was very young, but I was obviously younger, and I did and I didn't have the self belief in myself that I do now. So obviously it's all about building as an individual. Yeah, for sure. For like for sure, hundred percent. I would completely agree. <laughs> so my last. When you need and what my when you need what is the ultimate life goal and what the ultimate podcast goal? So I think I think both change all the time, and I actually like I'm someone that whilst I like I go after things that I really want, I think if I have too set a vision or too set a goal, it's almost detrimental for me because the pillars change on a constant daily basis like one day I'm like I want to move to Bali and I want to live in a tree house and then the next day I'm like I would love that for about three days but I love people so I want to live in a city um so that with my podcast I just I just want to take it as far as it can go and give it the wings that it really needs to fly because I think I'd, I love it like oh, and everybody says that about their own podcast right everybody loves their own podcast and and like I just want it to do some good 
like if it helps one person then it's like like it's done its job and I'm so happy like I'm I feel very privileged that I get to do that and life goal I've got loads of life goals I want to like carry on doing my podcast I want to carry on like building my fitness and and I would love to be in the top 20 again for the and like semi-finalists for CrossFit and like yeah like there's just a lot that I want to do <laughs> I feel I feel, sorry I feel more like doing doing like classes I mean future like CrossFit or just adaptive 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 athlete period so I thought I have actually thought about it and like I thought about becoming an adaptive trainer yeah, and then I realized that actually I, I just kind of love the sport for me and I think you know sometimes you don't have to always like you know you can just love something for yourself you don't always need to share like to share it and I mean like in terms of teaching or like getting a monetary value out of it like I love CrossFit for me and like I think I'd quite like it to stay that way <laughs> I see what you meant the way the way you were to be up there it's then very childish no I know exactly what you meant I'm I'm joking but you know thank you for coming on and you want to promote your stuff really quickly? Yeah, so the podcast is called Disabled and Proud, and you can find it like everywhere you get your podcast. The Instagram for it is Disabled and Proud Podcast. And yeah, give it a follow, give it a like, listen to some episodes and let me know what you think. Ah, I'd be really grateful. And thank you so much for having me. I've had like a ball, I've had such a good time. <laughs> No, no worries, no worries. I'd like to be in the, I'd like to in the beginning when I saw your interview with Tom, Tom Smith. I had to get, I had to get you on. Oh, yeah. I just, Dom Smith, what a mighty, mighty guy. Love you to pieces. <laughs> I, I forgot to say this earlier, but for doing your first interview, you couldn't, you couldn't want any, you couldn't want anybody better, could you? Oh, I know. He's literally the perfect person to do your first interview with. Like, oh, love him. <laughs> so, so thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you for the support. And if you like, if you like the episode, let me know what you thought down below. Please drop it a like if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're watching this anywhere else, give it five, give it five stars. I'll be the same. <laughs> yeah you should <laughs> so, so anyway thank you everybody have a good day oh thank you so much <laughs>